0: Welcome to the UK Consult weekly podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Dado, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Welcome to Elton and Jono's weekly ramble through all things community engagement and public consultation. Except it's not Elton, is it?
1: It's not. It's not. Charlie's been invited back for a second week somehow. I don't know how.
0: You have, haven't you? I think it's because Elton has gone on holiday.
1: No, 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 no. I think it might be because the listeners wanted the second week of Charlie.
0: I think you're right, but I was just being nice to him.
1: Yeah. He's not
0: allowed to listen to this one. he's on holiday, but he might.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think he's actually on holiday, though, is he? He's just at home. <laughs>
0: So we're quite nervous, aren't we, Charlie? Because Elton does such a great job of just keeping us all on track.
1: Yeah, we were just saying that he's definitely got a voice for radio. But so- Bradley's Bangers has to go first. And it's a bit of a conflict now because we've got Bradley's Bangers and Charlie's Tunes.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. That's- I don't know which one we should stick with.
0: I'm happy to innovation. Charlie's Tunes.
1: Or Charlie's Bangers.
0: <laughs> yeah, or Charlie's Bangers. Either way.
1: Should I go there? Go for it. So this week, I have been listening to an Apple playlist, but I've been listening to Purple Disco Machine and The Essentials Mix, which is like really funky, great for like a Thursday evening, Friday evening. And there's a really good song on there by It's a Foles remix of In Degrees. So yeah, check it out. It's really good. One to play on a Friday night.
0: Oh, well, that's going to be in the blurb for certain.
1: Hell yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't think mine will be. In my head, I've got the soundtrack to Mamma Mia. <laughs> and in particular, Our Last Summer, because I saw my eldest daughter a couple of weeks ago and she kept singing it and I can't get rid of it.
1: Ah, that's very sweet.
0: Yes, it is. But it's in my head.
1: So we all know now that you're a diehard ABBA fan.
0: Yeah, secretly.
1: That's brilliant. Love it. Well, that is definitely going <laughs> up in the blurb.
0: Definitely has to, doesn't it? Ah so right what comes next emerging trends what's um, what's been happening out there charlie
1: well actually i've got quite a good emerging trend that I've been finding. So this comes from my conversation. I've been speaking to one of our colleagues, Ray, quite a lot this week. And we've been talking about how a lot of local governments are re-evaluating the budgets for 2021, the financial year. So it's really made me appreciate how difficult as A local council is to actually balance all of this. I don't think I ever really appreciated it until I've obviously started at Bang the Table and started speaking to local councils. One of the things I've really enjoyed being part of is seeing how Being able to communicate with your residents and your community really makes a huge difference. I've really enjoyed speaking to Ray about all things to do with the budgets and why it's so important to get that right. There isn't an infinite amount of money for councils to spend and so it's so important to weigh up priorities of residents.
0: Yeah, definitely. And believe it or not, this is almost going to seem like we prepared for this, but we didn't because what I wrote down was not necessarily an emerging trend, but I think we're going to need to see a different approach to budget engagement this year round, especially in over the next few years. People aren't going to be satisfied with just ticking a box about their preferred increase or decrease in council tax and things like that. I think coming out of COVID-19 and and the financial position everyone's going to be in, but also the changes to town centres and the way people are working and things like that. There's going to have to be a whole sort of discussion about the priorities for spending a lot more than ever before. So that was actually also, believe it or not, what I was thinking about was in my mind as well. And I haven't been talking to Ray about it. So that's
1: really strange. It's like (laughs) we have a webinar coming up that discusses this very thing.
0: It is like very much why we have a webinar coming up discussing the very thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I do think it's quite funny because I've always been as like a resident viewing it. I don't want to spend more money on my council tax. I don't want this, but I really want this. And I think as a public, we can be very demanding. But actually, when you've got the role of working in local government and working in local councils, it's really tough. You don't have unlimited resources. And so you've got to find The right things, and as you said, post COVID, we've got to find a way out of this that suits people and doesn't leave a demographic behind.
0: Yeah, that's where our partnership with Balancing Act really comes into play because through Balancing Act, we can actually enable people to actually look at those trade offs and examine uh, what happens if you spend money here and and don't spend it there, and the implications of all of that. And it makes people have a much more grown up discussion about spending priorities. I think we're going to see a lot more of that, and I'm hoping we're going to see a lot more people using engagement hq and balancing act together that would be really cool if that happens i had one more emerging trend which i think is also partly a grumpy moment is that there's a lot going on around gear change which is where the government are gonna have a cycling and walking revolution which is fantastic and there's two billion pounds behind it and all those sorts of but already what you're seeing is a lot of places they're just doing it without engaging local people and then what happens already even like I'm seeing it on, on my Facebook people have a good old rant don't they um, I'm already seeing people really kicking off about oh the council's pedestrianized this street and they closed this road and it's outrageous and all of these things, and it's really going to backfire. So instead of being like a real positive thing about walking and cycling more, it's really going to sort of unravel. Almost like too many local authorities are jumping the gun, because even in the guidance around gear change, page 49, I think it says, is that these changes have to be done with proper stakeholder engagement so that people buy into the plans and that there's community support for. It's almost as if people have forgotten that and they've just gone, well, we've always wanted to close that road and pedestrianise that street. And now we can do it. That's all. That's a trend.
1: I don't think we'd be able to get through the entire podcast without a John Grumpy moment.
0: No, I've got another one as well, actually.
1: Oh, what but, was it?
0: Are we allowed to talk about grumpies already?
1: Well, I mean, if it's not emerging trends related, I'd save it till the end, John, eh? I'll <laughs> save
0: it. It's because Elton's not here to keep us in order. Already. Yeah, I know.
1: You're just taking the reins and you're running with it. We'll be having a heart palpitations.
0: We will. <laughs> we will, most definitely.
1: Speaking of Elton having heart palpitations, I said that I had a very funny joke that I think will make everybody giggle yeah. <laughs> If if you would like to hear it.
0: Yeah, I would. I'm already okay.
1: uh, I'm giggling before I've actually said the joke. Um, so what do you call a man with no calves?
0: I don't know. What do you call a man with no calves? Neil. Oh, no.
1: Wait, what do you call a man with no shins?
0: What do you call a man with... I don't know. Tony. <laughs> oh, no. That's so good. Louise, my wife's stepdad, would love that. He's my secret <laughs> source of jokes.
1: Oh, see, these are like those kind of jokes are my favorite. Yeah. Like, really easy ones. I call them dad jokes, but mum jokes. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're known as dad jokes, aren't they? But
1: I'm rebranding it mum yeah. jokes.
0: I think that's just the lame form. They're grown, they're sort of groany jokes, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've got one to add to that. A man walk, walks into a bar. And he sits down, he looks up and he sees three pieces of meat hanging from the ceiling. He says to the barman, what's with the meat? And the barman says, if you can jump up and slap all three pieces of meat at once, you get three drinks for an hour. But if you miss even one, you have to pay for everyone else's drink for the rest of the night. So he asks the guy, do you want to try it? And the man takes another look at the meat and says, nah, I think I'll give it a miss. The stakes are too high
1: i expect more from a vegan
0: i know i know there's probably a vegan version but it's not funny (laughs) uh very good very good
1: (laughs) well i'm gonna i'm gonna rate that a fairly poor attempt thank Um, you yeah you're welcome
0: so what's next project launch of the week isn't it or something like that have you got one of those
1: I do. So I'm actually going to talk about the new Tower Hamlets South Dock Bridge, where they've done this really nicely. Where they've gone and used—I'll obviously put this up in the blurb—but they've used loads and loads of pictures and made it really colourful to obviously invite their residents in. Um, and it's a consultation around the South Dock Bridge, which they are developing. And the reason I just really like it got loads. Of our widgets in there, it's keeping everyone really up to date around the timeline. There's a really good description which allows people they've kind of embedded registration links to events, so they can sign up on Zoom, they can sign up to attend webinars, and it's just it's like a really nice page. They've then put in a survey, which is obviously a really good way to get um, feedback from the community. It included a really nice news feed, which has got all the bridge designs in there the bridge aesthetics and I just think it's such a nice way to keep people involved in terms of the widgets they've got loads of photos of what the development will look like they've got who's listening I've really enjoyed looking at this one I just think it's lovely and clear they have got a number of projects that have always been really positive so I think they've just nailed this one
0: do you know what it's not the first time they've featured on the podcast either so there's great things happening at Tower Hamlet's I reckon.
1: Bravo. Yeah, well done.
0: Well done, man. Yeah. Well, mine is for a company called Statcraft. So that's a big shout out to Alison at Statcraft. They, they do a lot on with the wind industry and one of the largest generators of renewable energy. So this is kind of a different one because it's around community engagement in planning applications for a new uh, wind farm development. They have tried to do what they would do offline, online. So in a pre-COVID world, they would have to have an exhibition, like a public exhibition. And they've recreated this on on a project on their engagement HQ. And what's really clever is that they've responded to Scottish government requirements for this community engagement to happen online. I think part of that guidance was that there had to be a two and a half hour online meeting, which you know everyone had to be in the same place at the, at the same time, which was one of my grumpy moments in one of the previous podcasts, because as it's online, you don't all have to be in the same place at the same time is one of the benefits of, of doing things online. Statcraft have kind of met the requirements, but gone a step further. So they've got live chat dates on certain dates between certain times where people can get involved in sort of a live question and answer session but also what they've done is they've created a whole project within this sort of what is like an exhibition hub where you can go into like a virtual exhibition of what their proposals are and then there you've got a video which introduces that what their plans are they've embedded an issue which is i where you can actually see a real in like an interactive document of their proposals, lots of ways to find out what's going on, created specific topics. So if you're particularly interested in the environmental impact assessment, you can jump straight to that debate. If you're interested in local benefits and investment as a result if and when the wind farm development operational, you can actually click onto the local benefits and investment side of things, provide your ideas about how you think the local community could benefit from the development. They've taken this whole concept of online participation, which some people think needs to be synchronous, and they've made it asynchronous and synchronous. Um, they've created it around a whole hub. That's really exciting.
1: That's, very, that's a really nice initiative, obviously post-COVID. A lot of people are going to be having to take this approach where they would be doing offline consultations and real-life talks with people. To have still that level of engagement, but having it online, I think it's a really nice initiative. Um, We are doing Judge Jono next. Oh, yeah, I nearly forgot about Judge Jono. I haven't because I got given J by Elton for jogging. And try and say this really quickly, Judge Jono's jogging.
0: Judge Jono's jogging, it's not possible.
1: It's alliteration. I've always been fairly strong at that, but
0: I'm struggling a bit.
1: I have had a look online and I found quite local council open consultation at the moment, which is for new local cycling and walking infrastructure plan in Crawley, which Uh is relatively close to me and it's open so i was able to have a look local cycling and walking but this could very much be jogging as well because it's looking at finding new jogging routes for the community
0: yeah. i like what you've done there you sort of just
1: yeah give me something and i'll run with it and i'll make it relevant so what they've done here is they've got a public consultation online they've put in a pdf it's three pages long, which just gives a bit of detail about the plans. Then they've linked out from the PDF to then have a survey. So Some of the questions are, do you think it's important to make it easier for people to walk and cycle in Crawley? They've let people comment. The reason that I'm not overly keen on this kind of Survey, it's very much a snapshot. So they kind of say, Do you think the jogging route network outlined in the LCWIP will make cycling more accessible for people in Crawley? And then it's yes, no, not sure. It's very guided and it only gives a snapshot of what people are actually thinking. And it doesn't let people give their own feedback or present their ideas to Crawley Council. But I will let you, I'll send this over to you, Jono, and you can have a proper look and you can get your grump on about whether you think it's a good consultation or not.
0: I'm already grumpy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought you might be.
0: I mean, it goes back to this whole thing around gear change and what an opportunity to involve people in transforming towns and neighbours to make them more walking and cycling friendly. And people have got loads of, people have got ideas out there. Their best place to, you know, actually say, Well, there's a you know, this is an area that could be improved. This is a problem here. We've seen lots of people do it on our places tour. This would have be been a great opportunity for Crawley to have done the same. And what makes me quite grumpy is to ask people, Do you think we should improve cycling and walking facilities in, in Crawley? I mean, that wasn't the exact question, but who's gonna say no?
1: Yeah exactly it's like you're going to get the majority of people saying yes obviously but then what do they do with that information they're going to go and say that they've completed a consultation everybody's really happy that there's going to be more cycling and walking routes but No one's actually given any kind of feedback or ideas about where they want these, what kind of routes do they want. And as you said, this is a prime example where they could have utilised a mapping tool and got their community to say, you know, this is a really beautiful area. I feel like we should utilise this for a cycling route and then drop a pin on that map. I feel like they've missed a trick here, especially as this consultation is open at the moment. It's just a bit of a shame.
0: Yeah, I think Judge Jono is going to have to send them a warning letter.
1: Well done. He bangs the hammer. Yeah. It's been made.
0: I need one of those, actually.
1: Yeah, I'll get you one. When's your birthday and I'll get you a hammer? um,
0: 14th of December.
1: Okay. You can have it as a Christmas present.
0: Oh, yeah, that's always happened to me. (laughs) That's always the same. Never mind. You can have a birthday and a Christmas present together yeah I think anyone born in December or January should be able to have a summer birthday
1: no I think that's just getting a bit ahead of yourself (laughs) oh actually no you could do like a six month like a happy half birthday
0: yeah just something (laughs) Uh, so we get a present that is not related to Christmas (laughs) pre-Christmas in December it's like well you can have both and then in January, because my mum was born in January, she always says no one even cares it's her birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've drank, I've drank too much over the Christmas period. I'm staying in. We're yeah. not celebrating. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think there should be a public consultation on that, really. Yeah,
1: I agree. I'll leave it with you. and um, I've, I've actually got a really good stat of the week, if you'd like. Ooh, exciting. My daughter is obsessed, obsessed with baked beans. She literally eats them all the time, and she'll eat them cold out of the tin, so... I thought I'd find some stats on baked beans. (laughs) The British consume at least double the per capita quantity baked beans eaten by any other nationality.
0: Wow, that's something to be proud of, isn't it?
1: I know, and I feel like my daughter holds the record. (laughs) She's kind of keeping us right up there as the world's greatest baked bean eaters.
0: Do you just go for normal baked beans or do you go for reduced sugar?
1: I go for normal.
0: Yeah, you've got to, haven't you, really? I don't yeah. think it's not really a can of baked beans if you mess with it.
1: Yeah, and I think the same with things like tomato ketchup. As soon as you sh- take the sugar content out, it doesn't taste good. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about keep the sugar in there. We were actually really the generation that was brought up on sugar. And now it's like the government had taken it away by adding tax onto it. It's like we're going to we're gonna grow you on sugar and then we're going to make you pay for it. Yeah, when you've become
0: adults. And we didn't even know that was going to happen.
1: No, and we didn't know there we didn't know the risks. Our parents just fed us lollipops for breakfast and yeah. And look, we're all fine. We're yeah. a- <laughs> absolutely fine.
0: I remember the pop man he used to come round and de- deliver lemonade and orange to my grandma. Oh.
1: And, he'd collect, and then
0: he'd collect the empty bottles.
1: What uh, like a, an unhealthy milkman? Like an unhealthy milkman. You definitely grew up in like the <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so bad, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's so funny, Pop Man. My yeah. of the week. I've got two. Because I like to do one that is like completely unwork related, and then I try desperately to find one that's to do with work. So my first one is the number ten. Can you guess what that's related to?
1: Wait, is this unwork related? Unwork related. No, I'm trying. Um, no, I can't think.
0: It is the world's the world's longest. What's it? Ten. Ten what? Ten meters sorry yeah
1: 10 meters
0: yeah so they've broken yeah. the world record i don't can't say it was recent other corn snacks are available <laughs> but theirs, theirs is they made the longest ever corn snack by whatsapp
1: do you think they've fed a community with that i hope so i hope they didn't make it go to waste
0: well they should have shouldn't they i think yeah they could have chopped it up and then auctioned off yeah. segments for charity
1: Everyone gets a little bit of what's it.
0: Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to find out what they did. I reckon they probably framed it.
1: This is going to be this afternoon's work. Um, yeah.
0: um, public attitudes to the coronavirus vaccine.
1: Oh, um, yeah. This is yeah. This is really interesting.
0: So the, the number is 74%, so it's three quarters. And this is from a sample across of 20,000 people across 27 countries. said they are going to get a vaccine if it was available. But that leaves a whopping quarter of the world population saying, no, I'm not going to have it.
1: Yeah, I mean... How does
0: that work? Uh, No, I don't want it, thanks. (laughs) We've got a vaccine for COVID-19, which has disrupted the global economy. Will you have it? No.
1: The people that have said no would probably be the same people that have gone and protested against the fact that they think coronavirus is a hoax and that it's the government trying Mm -hmm. to put sanctions on us and stop us from going out. And, you know, I don't think any kind of government would purposely have their economy grind to a halt, go into huge recession on purpose. I
0: have no idea. I mean, I don't want to get into controversy and all of that, but it just really, it's a big number, isn't it? One quarter.
1: Yeah, I I think a lot of people are just very sceptical about, A, vaccines, and B, coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so (laughs) what it shows is a lack of proper engagement in the whole vaccination process. So it's too much of a reliance on people reading what's on their Facebook, what's on their Twitter. Part of our mission at Bang the Table is that better online, deliberative participation, trusted, safe places for the for public discourse. And this whole thing around the vaccine, for me, it really plays into what the philosopher Habermas was talking about the disintegration of public discourse, where there's no public sphere for us to have a proper discussion about real big problems in society. Yeah. Instead, it plays out on Twitter um, and other social media platforms. And this is the consequence that, you know, those the quarter of people that are not gonna have the vaccine I'm not going to judge them. They've probably got every belief in that I'm not going to have it. But it's more like, where's that belief come from?
1: Yeah, you're right, though. There's been a lack of communication, I think, from top level. The information isn't transparent. And so people then, maybe rightly so, have their cautions about things because it hasn't come from top level. Because, as you said, there's no kind of way where people can debate these key issues in a safe space. quite sad, isn't it, really?
0: Yeah, it's worrying. It's a good job we're here.
1: Yeah, saving the world.
0: Saving the world. One engagement HQ platform at a time.
1: Doing a sterling job.
0: We are. What's next? Grumpy moments. Have you been grumpy at all this week? No. (laughs) Since last Wednesday when you and Elton tried to pretend it was Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't. It was Elton that pretended it was Thursday. Um, (laughs) No, I've not been grumpy. I've... So I'm doing Charlie's chirpy moments. Um oh, okay. My, ch- my chirpy moments are the fact that my daughter's gone back to school and she's super excited. So today was a really nice day of going back to school. I've just had a really great week. Loving life.
0: Perfect. <laughs> no Charlie's yeah. chirpy moment. I like that.
1: Yeah. No. Why, don't, why don't we go back to the original one, though, for you? Meldrew moments, please, Jono.
0: Meldrew moment. Well, actually... um, it's been created by Southwest Water, and I'm, I'm sure it's all done with good intention. I don't want to pick on them. I don't want to judge them, but it did make me grumpy. So we get it arrived through the post, and it's called Water Level, and it's really good, actually. It's, a, it's basically like an update from Southwest Water. It's the summer issue 2020, and naturally, my sort of attention was drawn to their commitment to how they want to engage local people. And believe it or not, they've got a whole new thing called the New Deal and it's called Water Share Plus. And it's it's really good. They really want to involve people a lot more in, the, in their five-year business plan, how they're going to manage water, what they're going to do with water and stuff like that. And it's got this whole piece on having a greater say. In fact, it's number two. So number one is sharing our success and number two is a greater say and i can imagine my heart was racing i was getting so excited
1: yeah i'm thinking this is a positive
0: so then i looked at what they, how you, how we can have a greater say and there's going to be a panel meeting in public every three months that's an, accust- an accustomed and a customer annual general meeting oh wow oh i was so deflated by that <laughs> and, I, and that's made me really grumpy
1: are you going to write to them?
0: I think I am. I'm just going to say, hey, it's amazing what you're doing as a customer as a, and also as a practitioner in the field of their engagement. Maybe we could just help you do a little bit more. We could turn it from a grumpy to a success story. So just to sort of build on their great intentions, I think.
1: Well, that's it. The initiative's there. They just haven't put it into practice very well.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's deliberate. I don't think anybody's like deliberately, be, you know, doing anything bad. I just think it's like, hey, look at what we could have done.
1: Yeah, we were talking about another water company and their site that launched the last week. It just shows like when you do involve the community and you bring that online, then you can have a huge amount of success.
0: Yeah, so- and that, that was a great project, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: it's a shame.
0: It is a shame, but I think we can turn these grumpy moment into chirpies, Charlie's chirpies.
1: Oh no! know, I feel like I might have changed you. You've just positively changed your Dream moment.
0: Yeah, it's not happened before.
1: I'm feeling quite proud of myself here.
0: Yeah, I think you should. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how Elton's going to feel about it, but if I just go back to full-on grumpy next week, he'll, he'll feel that he's to blame.
1: I think, though, he feeds off the negativity, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might just completely throw him next week, but now he knows that, doesn't he?
1: (laughs) So I know he's not grumpy all the time.
0: (laughs) Well, I reckon we're there, aren't we? I reckon we've done it. I know. I think I know how to end it. So uh, until next time.
1: Until next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.